Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know how everything seems like a good idea after you've had a few? That's this show. In my car, and I'm listening to the radio. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names that mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink and I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Bell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. 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 On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta! Happy New Year! It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. man, it is a new year, but we have the same football team. Mm. And after watching what we saw on Sunday, I have seen enough, Mike Bell. Yeah. I've seen enough. We're going to be up there tomorrow uh, to see where this is going. We're going to let you hear from Coach Arthur Smith. We do have a big show uh, coming off of the holiday, guys. Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager, is going to join us with all the things that have happened this offseason, and we're curious to find out what his thoughts are in less than 20 minutes. But we start with the Falcons because that was another embarrassing loss on Sunday, Mike, against the Chicago Bears. And by the way, you guys still don't want Justin Fields? I'm just asking for a friend. He beat you, and people on this show have come on this show and said that the Falcons were not interested in drafting him three years ago. I'm curious who did the evaluations. Yeah. Who who did the evaluations? Because Justin Fields looked really damn good to me. And Mike, you've lost three of your last four. You are seven and nine. You will not end with a winning a record, even if we went on Sunday against the Saints. And this performance, guys, in a big spot 
I can only put this on coaching and saying that he did not have these guys ready. Now, you go from your best game of the season, most complete win against the Colts, to everything that's wrong with this football team, including the stupid freaking gadget plays. I mean, you sat Ritter, and this is one of the first questions I'm going to ask Arthur. I'm really, I'm, and look, hey, hold me to it. First, you can't help yourself with gadget plays, can you? If he called that stuff in Nashville, Vrabel would have walked over and smacked him right in the face. Stop with this. You pulled Ritter for a reason. Okay, you're trying to hold on to your job. You run a gadget play where Ritter's going to be involved in it? Is he going to get the ball and throw it? No, Bijan fumbles it. Luckily, Ritter uh, jumps on. I mean, this is the – if you're Arthur Blank, this is the – what are you doing? If this is what you think is the best way to save your job, then your job is not savable. I don't get it, Carl. I'm, look, I'm done. And I said it on the record. I'm, I'm telling you because I don't think you follow everything I say on Twitter. I do follow you. Follow it. Put them up c Dukes. I'm Mike Belly. I'm done. I'm done with this team. If this team doesn't make the playoffs next year, I'm out. I'm done with season tickets. I'm done being a sucker. I've got 25 years. Next year will be year 26. Eight years as a personal seat license holder, and I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of going every year with the hope, and you and I were selling the hope and really truly believed in it. All I need is a game manager. We made so many improvements on this team, and this guy screwed up the quarterback position from the jump. I'm so freaking done. They bring Smith back. I know a lot of folks are going to feel the same way. Um, and I don't want to hear about if we beat the Saints. 15.4% chance of getting into the – I don't want to hear it. It's hard to see the Bucks unless Baker Mayfield, you know, I don't know, falls off the team bus, <laughs> how they're going to lose to Carolina, who has quit, basically. Carolina has quit. Well, so they did against the Jaguars. Absolutely. And and to, to put your fortunes, just because we lost to them, to put your fortunes in the hands of the Carolina Panthers to beat the Bucks on Sunday, so what? So what? 404-726-0929. You had four turnovers Sunday. And did you guys, okay, we can laugh, right? We can laugh. Did you guys see Ritter come in and throw an interception? I mean, can you believe it? Can you believe it? It was like, oh, he's going he's to put Ritter in the game. And Ritter comes in the game and does exactly what he's done all season. Yeah, he, he just can't help himself. And that was uh, one out of four. So that's about par for the course. 25% of his throws have been bad. Not that bad. But, yeah, that's exactly what you expected. The uh, the three interceptions, Taylor Heineke, look, he was always the backup, said he was the backup. The idea was to get Ritter ready for this season, to give him the best opportunity to win. Well, he wasn't ready. Coach didn't do that. Well, but again, where, see, here's the other thing on this. And we got all week to chop this up. We got a million things to cover today, Carlos. I'll make it brief. I just don't understand how the general manager gets a pass on all this. He was part of this game plan. This is the best option. This was the quarterback situation. This was the quarterback room you put together. So I, I think there's a lot of folks out here that should be should be maybe seriously considering maybe putting the house for sale this week. Uh, by the way, Justin Fields, 20 for 32, 268. He ran for 45 yards, accounted for two touchdowns. DJ Moore had nine balls for 159 yards. Did any of our guys come close to nine balls and 159 yards? I mean, DJ Moore was looking like, like Jerry Rice out there. It was unbelievable to yeah. see all of this play out. I don't want to hear about the snow. I don't want to hear about the weather. I don't want to hear about any of that. We were once again not ready to show up and play in a big spot at the end of the season. This isn't the middle. This isn't week three. You know what's on the line. And for me, that's why I said I've seen enough. I don't need to see what happens on Sunday. Win, lose, or draw. Because in these big moments, okay, you haven't been there. Arizona, Minnesota, Carolina, last week Chicago, the week before Tampa Bay at home when you blew it to Baker Mayfield. That's five big spots, Arthur, that you have not had this team ready or able to finish a game. 
And so at the end of the day for me, this is simple. Arthur Blank, look at whatever you need to look at. But whatever decision is going to be made, okay, once it's made, I'm going to live with it. I may not like it, but I'm going to live with it. But I'm telling you, from me to you, as a guy that you guys listen to every day on this show, and Mike and I are conduits for this, this community and Atlanta, and we try to tell everybody that we talk to how we feel and what you feel this is where we're at. Yeah, I mean, look, this is it. I've been hanging by a thread. I've always preached loyalty through thick or thin. This is it for me. This is the final season. I'm telling you right now. I just – it cannot go on like this. And you and I talked a little bit about this last week. Everyone likes to talk about, well, the Bears are dysfunctional. Carolina – the Falcons are dysfunctional. This is a dysfunctional franchise. And for guys who are paid by the Falcons to prop them up and say all the right – what the – are you watching? Okay. I pay for my tickets. I'm not paid by the Falcons. It's a free freaking country. You're entitled to anything you want to say. But what the are you watching? And how can you trot Arthur Smith out there next season and not expect there to be about 40,000 empty freaking seats in that stadium? Come on. What are we doing here? This guy is a coordinator like Josh McDaniels or Marty Morningweg. He is not a head coach. And he's shown you that. Do you guys see... They threw Ritter out there, and he threw an interception. <laughs> Did you see this? They put Ritter in the game, and he threw an interception. I'm with you. I'm sorry. I, you got to laugh at this. I mean, you, you got to laugh not to cry, man. It is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. We're back. Follow Mike at Mike Bell ATL. I'm at Put Em Up. See Dukes. And follow this radio show at Dukes and Bell 929. Of course, follow the radio station, 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that is going on in the world of sports. Yes, we will talk about both national semifinal games. Great night yesterday. If you are a football fan, regardless of what happened and who got in and who didn't, we got two very entertaining games. Now we know who's playing in the championship on Monday. And as a matter of fact, just to give you guys a heads up, because I know, you know, but we're going to be at Hooters, Mall of Georgia on Monday, uh, getting you ready for the national championship game. So we call it the, the Taj Mahal Hooters. Right. We're going to be up there uh, in Buford. I believe there's a Bama fan who owes you some money. Uh, Jerome better show up. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Jerome, I want my money. But we're going to be up there. That's next Monday. So we got plenty of time to let you guys know. But with that said, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk with Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager, coming up. Uh, we also are going to get our man Stink. Mark Slareth is going to join us to talk about all the things that went down in the NFL this week, which was crazy. We've got one more week, which, of course, we'll talk about a lot of playoff scenarios. Connor Riley to talk about the dogs and the college football playoff. And, of course, West Durham, the voice of our Atlanta Falcons. So a big show today. And we have a coach's show. No player segment today. Right. Six o'clock. Arch will sit down with Coach. You know, I, I thought in the semifinal games, and I know we're going to talk to Connor Riley, as you mentioned, at 4 o'clock from Dog Nation. You just wonder why, you know, the dogs didn't get after Milrow the way, you know, Michigan did. And, look, we had talked about, you know, the, 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 the Mike Vick, you know, but, a more, but an even bigger version of how this guy was using his legs and obviously the amazing comeback against Auburn. But, you know, it's just it's frustrating because you feel, wow, Georgia had the horses to certainly do what Michigan was trying to do. And uh, it'll be interesting. Style makes the fight. I think that you saw Washington struggle against Texas's run. Michigan wants to run the football. And I thought that Harbaugh was super aggressive, Carl. Some coaches, wouldn't, in that three minutes to go or so, they would have punted, tried to get a stop, and Harbaugh went for it. I thought, look, I know we might not, have, we might not think, whatever you think about Harbaugh, they were aggressive. They were consistently aggressive. That was impressive. It was. It really was, Mike. Um, we're going to dive into the game plan for 
what Michigan did and how they were successful and certainly what Washington did. Listen, I had my doubts, and I still do, about what kind of quarterback Penix is going to be in the NFL. But he has been putting on a show. He did it against Oregon. He did it in a big spot last night in the semifinal game, and he may do it in the national championship game. I said this on Twitter this morning. I mean, look, we've dealt with what we've dealt with the last few years between Mariota and then this season. Isn't it, doesn't it feel weird to watch quarterbacks actually dropping dimes right into receivers' hands in stride more than 20 yards? I'm like, wow, they do exist. And I tell you what, man, uh, Penix, he, he reminds you of Burrow in the, in the ability. And, and, look, I know that some guys, Carl, are scared off by his medicals. We'll talk about it. we got all week. But I tell you, someone's going to take a shot at Penix, and he looks ready. Coming up, Arthur Smith did talk about having another meeting with Arthur Blank. But he says these are frequent. It's not a big deal. We'll let you hear that coming up. And when we come back, Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager, on the show to talk about the big move he made to get Chris Sale and what else he did this offseason so far. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell. Happy 2024. We're bringing in the new year the right way because we've got big decisions that need to be made moving forward. Uh, football is king. It moves the needle, and we pay attention to the Falcons like nobody's business. And I say that even if you're not a Falcons fan. You're like, what's going on with the Falcons? Mm. Right now, the Falcons are technically still in the hunt. And I said, I don't want to hear it, but I'm telling you this because it's my job. They have a 15% chance of getting into the playoffs, but you're going to need Carolina to beat the Bucs, and then you got to beat the Saints, and then we'll see what happens. Ultimately, that's what we're looking at. This week, we're going to talk to uh, Arthur Smith tomorrow on the show. As we said, Coach's Show coming up tonight at 6 o'clock with Dave Archer. You'll get a chance to hear more of what he had to say. Before we get to Alex Anthopoulos, who is uh, set to join us here, can we play that soundbite that I want our listeners to hear? Because this is the question Mike and I asked him last week. We said, hey, talking with Arthur Blank, right. you know, you see him on the field. When you won a week ago, he gave you a big hug. Was there more to it than that? And so he, and I'm talking about our head coach, Arthur Smith, persists to say that, listen, there's nothing to this. We've been meeting all year, and he got asked again today, is there something to this? Everything we've done since I've been here has been the same routine the whole time. Mike, I've gone on many times about you work in pro football, you know the market you're in, you know the industry you're in. Uh, If you don't like it, 
you're looking for comfort, go find Duca, do something else. Very uh, confident and grateful. You know, this is what I love to do. But there's going to be that every, it, like I said, you're not looking for comfort when you take these jobs. And if you are, you're delusional. So I guess he's saying he knows he could be fired at any moment, right? That's, that's right. what I'm guessing he's saying. Although he's not giving us any insight, Mike, into what Arthur Blank has told him specifically, which is fine. It's a personal conversation. We can all assume that wh- where that might be going. Right. Now, again, it's, it's difficult because Arthur has struggled at times to find that right head coach. It's difficult because, guys, go look who's won Super Bowls. It's about like half a dozen guys. Everyone else is not winning Super Bowls. So to try to find that next guy that's going to be the man for a decade – it's something that Arthur has struggled, and sometimes he's been loyal to a fault with the guys that he does hire. Let's talk to Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager. He's been a busy, busy man. And Double A, thank you for joining us here once again on Dukes and Bell. First and foremost, Happy New Year to you and your family. Uh, we hope you and everybody is doing are doing great. Let's talk about the Chris Sale move. Um, I've gotten a lot of Braves fans hit me up saying, "Why would we do this?" Um, and I totally get it, but I want to hear from the general manager and your mindset behind going after Chris Sale and what you gave up to get him. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, man, you guys were talking Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons before you buzzed me in, and I was like, God, I could have just hung up and turned up the dial. <laughs> but I will say this, before we get into Braves, yeah. because I love it when you, when you guys go at it about this. I've been meaning to say this for a long time. I think now in hindsight, in my six years I've been here, Matt Ryan was one of the most underappreciated Atlanta Falcons of all time. Not that I've been an Atlanta guy for a long time, but go look at the game started, games played. I mean, that guy posted. It's available every day, and I think we appreciate how good he was, especially when you look at how good Kyle Pitts was the first year. But I know that's not why you have the because uh, <laughs> I hear him get ripped all the time. Yeah. Right. And it always – I bang my head up against the wall, and I have people I work with that – you know what? I'm like, man, this guy is borderline Hall of Famer. Right. But anyways, let's talk Braves. Chris <laughs> Sale. This deal is about Chris Sale. Um, I totally understand the love for Von Grissom. We love him too. And trust me, we tried to do a deal without him, uh, and it wasn't going to happen. And ultimately, look, we have the right to say no and just kick the can down the road. But ultimately, we really wanted Chris Sale. So a few components to this. Yes. He's had a lot of injury stuff in, in the past, no doubt about it. The big one was the Tommy Johnny had a while ago. And since then, he's had a lot of freak injuries. Now, at some point, I understand you could say, well, they keep zapping and so on. Maybe he's an injury-prone guy. Prior to the Tommy John, this guy was a pretty durable guy that was able to post day in and day out. But he had some freak things, a bike accident, comebacker, hit his, his pimping key, came out. He has not had a bunch of arm-related problems. And, look, he had an issue last year. We think that part of that is that he ramped up too fast and so on. And, look, we're relying on our trainers and doctors. But we view this very similar to when we got Charlie Morton in 21, coming off a four-and-a-half ERA, four-seven, I think, with the Rays, missed a month with a shoulder, pitched well in the playoffs. You know, Charlie Morton was our one starter in 21, one starter in the playoffs all the way through game one for World Series. He was incredible for us. And three years later – He's been really good and had no IL time for us. So they're not the same guy, but we think there's that kind of upside to him. And separately, uh, we're big on character, makeup, and so on. It's a huge deal for us. What Chris Sale brings and who he is, that guy's hard to find. We think he'll make everybody around him better, whether that's Max Freed, Spencer Strider, Ian Anderson, Bryce Elder, the young kids that we have. 
you know, we have him for beyond the current year. Um, we have a club option for the following year. He wanted to be here. So, look, we're excited about him, but I completely understand the apprehension. Uh, you know, we'll find out, obviously, at the end of 24 if it worked out or not, but we're obviously betting on the come with him. It is our general manager for the Braves, Alex Anthopoulos, with us here on Dukes and Bell on the WaitFor.com hotline. I guess because of the injuries uh, and the history you just referred to, Alex, we thought maybe you'd be in the mix for some of the bigger names that were out there earlier in the Hot Stove League. And I guess we'll never know because some of the asks may have been too rich. I know the White Sox were mentioned on a couple of trades earlier this year. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I follow. I've, said, I've told you guys a million times, you know this, I'm a huge sports fan. So I, I follow generally what's going on in sports. And, um Look, there was a lot of rumors, and the only one I've acknowledged is the Aaron Nola one. But, mm. look, just to, to, to clarify that, um, we absolutely checked in on Aaron Nola, but you know, there was a lot of transparency on that side that, look, his first choice and his priority, if the deal made sense, was to go back to Philadelphia. And if that didn't present itself for whatever reason, it, you know, they, they wouldn't come to terms financially, um, then you know, we were a very desirable place for him. But they were tra- – transparent from the get-go get on that, that, look, our, our first choice is to go back to the Phillies. He was there a long time. They're a great organization. He's had a lot of success there. Totally fine. Made sense for us. So we understood that that played out. They ultimately signed him. And that was the end of it. Um, other guys that have signed that we were linked to, I mean, we, Nola was really the only one that if he wasn't going to go back to the Phillies, then we would have engaged um, at that point in time. But it was clear that this is my priority and I'm going to that that playout so you know beyond that in terms of trades um either guys that have been traded or guys that are rumored to be traded and so on we have had the players to do it i think the hang up for us is that it would be more than one player it would be it would be multiple players for us and i think that's the issue that we run into is you know we don't want to have to trade three four players ideally especially three four players we think have a chance to be really good that doesn't that that does not mean that we love uh, trading a guy like Vaughn at the same time, but it's one instead of three. You know, the equivalent of three Vaughn Grissoms or four. So, um, you know, th- that's pretty much it. So we definitely explore things. We I can't talk for agency. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, we've explored all of it, but we felt this made the most sense for us short and long term. And, look, I, I get it. The, the beauty of these jobs, good and bad, is you guys get to save the tape. And we get to look and see who played well. And look, that's the hardest part of this job, right? Everybody knows if I made a mistake, if we made a mistake. Um, and that's the tough part about it. You got to be able to show your face. Double A, can you talk about Jared Kelnick? Um, I really like this move as well. Uh, I, I'm a little biased because I, like I, I like the stock market. I like playing yeah. the stock market, okay? And, and the, the deal with Jared Kelnick for me is. You're getting him at a low price, but, man, this stock could go high. And talk to, talk to our listeners and, and Braves fans about what you think about this this move and specifically how you think he's going to help us. Yeah, so, look, obviously he's a really talented guy. There's a reason he was a high prospect and involved in a high-profile trade. That being said, is you know, he's had you know a start-stop to his career. He's had good moments, and obviously he's had some down moments. So um, we're betting on the upside there. Look, it was – I think it was reflected in the acquisition cost. And we obviously we added a lot of salary in order to do it. But you know, from our standpoint, is we have a 24-year-old guy, a left-handed bat, more specifically. We've had a hard time finding left-handed bats in the outfield. Um, 
whether that's trading for Robbie Grossman a few years ago, Eddie Rosario, Jock Peterson, you know, signing free agent outfielders and so on. It's just been a tough spot for us to fill. And this is a guy that we have for at least five years of club control, who's young, who's got upside, who's shown the ability to be very good, to be an average to above average defensive player, big raw power. He's got some swing and miss to his game, but he's not coming in here expecting to be a key cog in the lineup. You know, I don't want to speak for Snit, uh, but my expectation would, would be that, you know, probably somewhere between seven and nine in the lineup. You know, you look at, we had guys like Mike Harris hit ninth for a long time. Dansby Swanson for years hit ninth for a long time. Um, could Kelnick hit nine? Could he eat seven? I think some, some combination of Harris, Arcia, Kelnick, my guess is be somewhere in that mix. And it'll probably work something like that. And then you got Acuna right, right behind you. So, I think if you can come in here and not have the weight of the world on your shoulders, you're not expected to carry the load. You bring balance, stability. Um, and, you know, our oldest outfielder now is Ronald Acuna Jr. Wow. And having that balanced outfield now with Acuna, Harris, Kelnick, who right now projects to be bottom of the lineup guy for us, that just go out and do your thing, play good defense for you. And now we have the upside for the next five years to have them at least. And maybe being around some of our coaches and some of our great players will get more out of him. But he doesn't need to do a ton offensively to be a valuable player for us when you, when you factor all of it in, in terms of acquisition costs and so on. But the upside is really big. It is Alex Anthopoulos with this guy's Braves GM giving us the breakdown. And, uh, by the way, we haven't had a chance to debrief. Uh, picking up Aaron Bummer, getting a left-hander for the bullpen. Matzik maybe coming back. So you're feeling good about the back end of, the, of what you got pitching-wise. Yeah, I mean, hey, I know I'm on the, the left-handed thing, so um, we tried really hard to get Aaron Bummer at the trade deadline. I mean, we kept going at it and at it and at it, and we just couldn't get there. We were trying. I thought there were moments that we had a shot, but we really wanted left-handed relief. Once we, it looked like Dylan Lee may not be available or there was going to be concerns and so on, we knew we had A.J. Minter at that point, and this is a guy that led DNL in appearances, I believe, in 22 he was on pace in 23 to be used a ton as well. And that's not a criticism. He's just such a, a valuable guy and because of being able to pitch from the left side. And we were thin. In years past, you had Tyler Matzik, Will Smith, A.J. Minter. We had a lot of guys. And then Dylan Lee. We had a lot of guys from the left side. There's an old scouting saying is, you only have one left hand in the bullpen, it's like you have none because you're probably going to kill him. <laughs> and I think ultimately what happened wa- was that we just didn't have that depth. So, you know, we ultimately acquired Brad, Brad Hand, but we were looking to get some other guys. So getting a guy like Aaron Bummer, again, great guy, great teammate, club control. We do think DRA is inflated, very similar to Pierce Johnson. We think there's some bad luck there. There's some things we can do with his game calling and so on. that we think he's much closer to the guy he was in 2022. And uh, you add him now with Tyler Matzik coming back, Dylan Lee coming back, A.J. Minter here, and then we added a left-hander from San Diego with an outpitch curveball and a really, you know, big velocity on the on the fastball as well, Ray, Ray Kerr. Um, we're just becoming much more deep from the left side, which we think is very important. And if you look back to that 2021 night shift, three of the four guys were left-handed. And I think in the playoffs, it's a big deal. It matters the same way as having balance in the lineup with, you know, balance of left-right we think is very important as well. Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager. <sighs> I know you guys do all these breakdowns, right? Baseball is about analytics somewhat. Um, and, and I know that you've looked back at the postseason. The last two seasons, 
Is there a rhyme or reason to why you feel like the bats went cold? Is there anything that you guys have come up with that, you know, rest, don't rest, play guys at the end of the season, all that stuff that we talk about, Alex, does any of that matter? You know what? I'd love to tell you this is it, and I'd be lying, right, if I said I had the answer because we can craft our own narratives, and then I'll find a way to to, to debunk it with different things. So, you know, take, for example, you know, it's easy to point to 21 because – we, we won, right? But Jorge Soler, World Series MVP. Well, no one remembers, and it's not a criticism because he won the MVP, rightfully so. We don't win without him. He went one for 11 in the Brewers Series before he came down with COVID. And Eddie Rosario hit 600 or whatever it was in the Dodgers Series. And I think his OPS was in the sixes in the World Series. So, Jock Peterson had the monster three-pinch hit home runs for us early on, and then he didn't play as well. So, it's just hard in a postseason series. Matt Olson had a great 2022 playoff against the Phillies. Now, as a team, we had four extra base hits. Ronald Acuna in the past has been a good playoff performer. We didn't do as well. So, Travis Darno was great in 2022. So, you know, to me, for years, people said, well, Freddie Freeman didn't have success in the postseason. The year we won the World Series, I think he had a 900 or 1,000 OPS with Monster. Uh, he, he came through for us with Hayter and the, all the way through the playoffs. And even... You know, the year prior to that against the Reds, he had a big hit, I think, off Amir Garrett to win, win, win the game four. So the sample sizes are just so small that we try to put labels on guys. Did you pitch well? Did you throw? Did you hit well? I mean, it varies series to series, and it's that much harder if you only have a four-game series. And had we advanced, obviously maybe things change. Guys get hot in the next round. But just like I mentioned, some of these great players, like the Rosarios and Solers and Petersons, they had good series, but they didn't carry over consistently for three series in a row. They all had their moments. I know it's kind of an abstract question. Do you need, like, a veteran in the, in the clubhouse, another dude? You know, I mean, I've heard that. And I know at the end of the day I heard, you know, you need a little energy, fire. We need some of those, the guys that were there in the past. And I, and I completely get it. We didn't win. We had a 104-win team. 101 win team the year before. Why are we losing in the first round of the playoffs? Right. No one's just going to accept it. And I don't blame anybody, right? So we want answers, right? Got to be something. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. no one's willing to just accept the fact that it happened. And and I get it. So I think anything's on the, on the, the table. I personally don't buy into that one mm-hmm. just because we have high-character guys, great guys, guys that have been through adversity, that have been through a lot of stuff. When you look at last year, what we did to win the division, be, be the one seed. We hadn't won a series against L.A. since 2012. We go into a huge four-game series in L.A. It's basically a fight for what's going to be home field advantage throughout the playoffs. We win three out of four, and we hadn't won a series there in that, that long. We go play the Phillies in September at their place. Four-game series again, important series for us, and we win three out of four. So, plus – overcoming adversity, injuries, and so on, guys coming through. So, look, a great example. I thought Strider threw great in both games. We lost both games. Freed, who I think is phenomenal, and again, we don't win the World Series without what he does in game six, you know, didn't have a great game in game two, and we won that game, right? So, it's just one of those things that, and I hate, and I don't want anyone, you know, throwing their radio through through the wall or banging <laughs> their heads up against the wall, but right. I do believe that your best chance is you have to make sure you get in. And that doesn't mean that we're satisfied just getting in, we're good. 
of course we don't want to get eliminated. I don't want to be on the radio talking to you guys trying to explain <laughs> why we got bounced, you know. But um, we got to get in. And I think the one year I I spoke focused so much on the postseason rather than being able to get there, we almost didn't make it. And that was 2021. We started building the roster like it was assumed we would get there, and it was all about playoff baseball. So I think you have to be careful overall. But bottom line is, do you have a team that you think is deep enough and capable and talented enough of winning a World Series? Yeah, as we sit here today, yes. Things will change a lot between now and middle of the season, end of the season, injuries, performance. But I think that's all you can ask. And then at that point, look, we, we've seen it. It's not like the team that wins the most games during the season always wins the World Series. Yeah. It has occurred. But once you're in, anything can happen. Guys need to play well. Guys need to get hot. And you also got to give credit to the other side. They also made the playoffs as well. Uh, it's Alex Anthopoulos. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, general managers in baseball. I've said it publicly. I've said it privately. Uh, and you're continuing to build uh, a championship-caliber team that can run out there and hopefully get us back. Alex, uh, any other football takes before we let you go? Well, I will say, because like I said, I saw I was watching the Hawks game. And I was on a football take the other night on Bally's. I think I'm at intermission or halftime. I see Carl Dukes on the panel, and I'm like, man, this guy is big league. He's everywhere. CBS, the game, doing TV. You, you clean up real, real nice. Thank you. Um, I'd say this. I am excited. Obviously, I just I love being a sports fan. You know, I know, I know everyone has their, their takes and so on, and the Falcons still have a shot. So I know it's Carolina, and they have to win. Yeah. But we, we could beat the Saints. And, um, you know, I still want to get in and, you know, you guys, I'll listen to you guys afterwards with all your, your takes, but I'm still a believer in these teams and I still love, love being a fan. And as long as we have a shot, I'm going to continue to follow. Appreciate you. Alex Anthopoulos, guys, Braves general manager, Alex, take care. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. See ya. Cool. All right. For a second, I thought I could be like the Bo Jackson of general managers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Do it all. I, I think a couple of fans out there would not have a problem with that. Well, he's a great team builder. I don't think anybody can debate that. Since he's been here, team after team, and it's been different teams. It hadn't been the same team. With that said, a lot said there by Alex about the moves he has made. We're coming back. Headlines are next. And uh, last night, two incredible games. We'll talk about it on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager. And he is a hardcore sportsman. I will tell you guys, uh, that is not something he's coming on the air talking about. Like, he is all about Atlanta. He's engaged in Atlanta. Yes, sir. He's all about it. So, you know, he said he wants to see the Falcons get in. And all season, I've told you, I can't root for losing. But my frustration level, and I think many of you are with us here, it's almost as if we're going to watch Sunday, and if they beat the Saints, will I be surprised? No, because we can beat the Saints. Right. But We are the Saints. Correct. But yeah. I will be more frustrated that you find a way to win a game that, you know, we needed this three weeks ago. We needed it, we needed it six weeks ago. And it's like, that's yeah. the part. I'm never going to tell you that if for whatever reason we we found our way in, 15% chance, 15.4% chance to get into playoffs, that we found our way in and we're hosting a playoff game. Mike and I have been saying it all season. It'd be great. But – but it still just feels something doesn't feel right. No, and look, we're not even going down that road, guys, about your draft picks. I know everyone's got their favorite quarterback they want to draft next year. If there's a guy that they earmark, they'll just they get. Yeah, you'll have to move some picks from the future uh, drafts to get him. Yep, that's that's the price of being mediocre where we are. So, look, I still want as many games as I can. It just. It, I, it's almost, Carl, call it my Catholic guilt. I just feel bad feeling the way I feel about the Falcons, where I don't really want to see them do anything. I'd like to see them improve our draft status, and I would like to see a change in the regime, albeit maybe the coach. I don't know about the general manager. We could debate that. But it just, it's, but they put us here. They put these, we didn't start with these feelings this, morning, uh, this week. We started these feelings about but midseason. You know, let's be honest. It's all of a sudden it started to wobble, and all of a sudden we don't pass the eye test. And you didn't get the quarterback right. So it's tough when a team that you love puts you in this position where you're just like, you're just over it right now. That's the best way to describe it. So we're going to see. We'll talk with Coach tomorrow. Coach's show coming up at 6 tonight with Dave Archer uh, here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Orrin, Happy New Year. Turtles back. Happy New Year. The entire staff for this show. Everybody's back together looking great. Feeling good, and we uh, expect big things for 2024, guys. From a show standpoint, mm. we're going to bring you the biggest and best guests, of, of certainly, and we're going to talk about all the things that you guys want to talk about, and we'll continue to dominate Atlanta Sports Radio. So we're glad you're here. We're glad you're uh, a part of what's going on with Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and, and Dukes and Bell. With that said, um, we are going to hand out some game balls and no balls coming up. Mark Slayer is going to join us in the 3 o'clock uh, hour that uh, – We'll talk all things NFL with him, playoff scenarios, all the things that are going on. And there are a lot. I mean, this last week is going to be crazy when you talk about all the things that could play out, including our game, because we're going to be scoreboard watching, right? And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. what if Carolina – what if Carolina finds a way to beat, you know, Baker Mayfield, who was, by the way, mistake-prone last week? He looked terrible. So it's not out of the question, to Alex Anthopoulos' point, that this could actually play out, and we'll see how it shakes out on Sunday. With that said, headlines are brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. Mike, I want to spend a little bit of time on last night because the games, and, and we'll get more into this with Connor Riley at 4 o'clock, but the games are great. 
the first game, Alabama, it comes down to the last play. Guys, I did not like the last play call at all. Well, again, they, they got to figure out the snap. I mean, we've seen this with the Falcons over the years with the center. I mean, they, you want to take it back. How many times Alabama shot themselves in the foot? You know, Milrow losing the football and that, that, that fumble was big. The other thing, Carl, is the lost snap. They're going in for a score. At the minimum, they're going in for a, a field goal. But they, they, they had so many bad plays that you just don't expect from a Saban team. Saban's getting after his center, and deservedly so. But they just continue to shoot themselves in the foot. Michigan was aggressive. I mean, how about the first play when, when McCarthy throws the pick only to have the Alabama defender out of bounds, luckily? That would have been a huge change in the, in the momentum. But I just thought Michigan, look, however you feel about uh, stealing the signs or you think Harbaugh's a weasel, they got after it. They were not intimidated by Milrow. They said, Milrow can't beat us. We're going to go get him. And they did. And, they, and, that's, and that's why we said to start the show, you're surprised that Georgia couldn't have come up with that same kind of game plan for the SEC championship. Um, and the other thing about, you know, Alabama and, and limiting Jalen Milrow, which they did a really good job of, but, you know, they had six sacks in this game. And, and this is something just behind the scenes that, that you guys may or may not be aware of. But Michigan's defensive coordinator was with the Ravens for four seasons. Michigan mm-hmm. runs the Ravens' defense, Okay. They don't run it like the Ravens, but they run areas of it. And last night, Mike, and the reason why I bring this up is the Ravens lead the league in sacks right now. I think yep. they got 45, 46, something of that nature. But you saw the pressure that they used to get after Jalen Milrow. That came from their defensive coordinator's experience with the Ravens. And I'm only bringing that yeah, up. Jesse to, mentors the dudes. Correct. Name. Jesse's been there. He was with the Ravens for four seasons, was one year as a defensive backs coach. But that is a big deal when you talk about how they game plan for Alabama last night. And you saw it play out, and everybody's like, well, wow, what's going on? That was what was going on. They were showing Jalen Milrow, Mike, looks that he wasn't familiar with. No, and there were some times where Milrow missed wide-open receivers and got you know, thought that the, a, a receiver was open only to find out that it was a zone coverage. It wasn't man. So they threw a lot of different looks at Milrow that he hadn't seen. I wonder if Bill O'Brien was like hearty freaking horror after his comments earlier in the week because they made Milrow look like first-year Mike Vick at times. There was one read. If he didn't see it, he, didn't, he just didn't see it. So there were some things that uh, I thought were a little confusing by Michigan with the tactics. I thought certainly they got a great running back. Corm is a great – isn't he fun to watch? Little guy, five foot eight. Oh, just, he's a just, baller. He's a baller. I mean, just moving the pile. And then I just felt once you went to overtime, you didn't think Alabama. I didn't think Alabama had a shot in overtime. Well, advantage the Michigan. Mom- the momentum for Michigan was just you felt it. Everything just changed on that drive. Yeah, advantage Michigan. Going for it with three minutes to go on fourth and two, that was huge by Harbaugh. And let's talk about this, too, because this is the other elephant in the room. We all feel like, most SEC fans feel like that the Big Ten, from a physicality standpoint, can't compete Michigan beat Alabama up up front last night, physically. They just out-physicaled them. And this idea about Michigan or Ohio State or any of these schools from the Big Ten, it's just not true. This is We've said it, Harbaugh's best team. You've seen how they've played with or without him. He missed six games this year, guys. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing, Mike, when you talk about Washington next week. Michigan's going to this game. They they are a physical team, and you saw it again last night up front specifically when Alabama's O-line could not handle it. And I think that this is certainly the best defense. Michigan didn't have this defense when they played Georgia two years ago. They didn't have this defense against TCU, to your point. It's a great defense. Still, it's a great coaching job by Saban. I still think, you know, Reese, the play call there. You know, again, if you didn't see it, Milrow actually runs and trips over his own lineman's leg, but it still didn't pass the eye test. I just felt like that, that was a, a screwy idea for a last play with the game on the line. We're going to talk about Michael Penix. He was almost perfect last night. Texas had a chance at the end, which also made great drama, but they come up short, and we now know who is going to play in the national championship game. This 
hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Guys, visit mancavestore.com. They've got all of your needs coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. We're going to talk to Mark Slareth. But when we get back, it's time for our NFL Blitz. And there is a lot to chop up, including the latest from Arthur Smith at Flowery Branch. It's Dukes and Bell. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.